This is such a unique time of the year. We've just watched the clock strike 12 and flip the final page of the calendar. It's a time to look back and evaluate. But like we saw in Mercedes' story, it's also a time when God can begin to stir in us a desire for transformation and a hunger for change. And I wonder, I wonder if you have ever been in that place where, where you have wanted to see change happen, but you didn't see it take place. What I want to do today is this. I want to show you what I really honestly believe is an incredibly powerful truth from Scripture. And what I've been praying is that this may be exactly what you need to make a change, to make a change in the way you think that will lead to a change in the way you live. Because once you've lived long enough, it's kind of depressing when you realize that New Year's resolutions seem to take over like groundhog years, carrying over from year to year. And I don't know if any of you are like this, but a lot of times what I wanted to do in the new year is actually the exact same thing that I wanted to do last year. And sometimes the same thing that I wanted to do the year before. But for all kinds of reasons, we haven't done what it takes to see the change that we're looking for actually take place. And all too often, we try so hard to make the changes that we want to make and we succeed for a day, maybe a week or two weeks at best, only to fall back into the very unhealthy habit that we were trying to get out of. There have been lots of studies on this, and, and you might not know this, but if you have a New Year's resolution and you actually make it last, you are definitely in the minority. In fact, if you keep it all the way to Valentine's Day, you're in the very upper echelon of people who actually follow through. Check this out, 80% of New Year's resolutions end up failing and falling apart by the second week of February. So I've been wondering, why is that our experience? And I think I have an answer. And my plan today is to show you why that is, and more importantly, show you what God's Word says about how we can make lasting change. And as we're heading into this new year, I don't know what it might be for you. You may be thinking about wanting to stop overeating or stop smoking, to address that compulsive behavior, to live with a budget, to grow in your faith, to spend regular time with the Lord, to develop your prayer life or start exercising, working on your marriage or be a better parent. We need to stop letting ourselves get sucked back into the habits that we want to change and avoid. So typically, we do these things for a little while, and then we skip a day, and all of a sudden, we've stopped altogether. And we want to stop this vicious cycle. So my main thought for this weekend is this. Ready? Stop trying and start training. And there's a passage from Scripture that I want to use as a springboard for our year, and this is a very special one to me. So in the spring of 1991, I was running in college, my last track meet of my life. And as I was warming up for my race, my mom, she walked all the way around the track and yelled at me from the other side of the fence. And when I heard that familiar voice and saw my mom, I ran over to the fence and she just kind of poked through this little note, handing me this note. And on that note was a prayer about my future that included these verses. These verses and my mom's prayer for me were all about the significant changes that God was, was taking me through personally. It was about the plan that God had for my life. And I'm hoping that this will help spark some real change in your life as well. So Paul wrote these words. So ultimately, that means this is from Paul to my mom, to me, 
and now to you. And if you want to follow along with me, it's in 1 Corinthians chapter 9, and we're going to look at verses 24 through 27. Don't you realize in a race everyone runs, but only one person gets the prize. So run to win. All athletes are disciplined in their training. They do it to win a prize that will fade away. But we do it for an eternal prize. So I run, Paul said, with purpose in every step. I'm not just shadow boxing. I'm disciplined. I discipline my body like an athlete, training it to do what it should. Paul's audience clearly understood this competitive metaphor that he was using in this passage of Scripture. Writing to the Corinthians, you see, Corinth was a city in Greece, the city where every four years they hosted the Olympic Games. And Corinth also hosted a local version of that, kind of a smaller version of the Olympics called the Isthmian Games. And they had very specific competitions. They competed in boxing and wrestling and chariot races. And you may not have heard this before, but they also competed in poetry reading contests. I kind of have images of this full contact dramatic poetry reading. That's right. You may have never known this, but poetry reading in Corinth was considered a sport. Let me just keep it real with you today. When you recite poetry, you recite to win, baby. (laughs) So Paul was talking to a group of people that understood the value of competition. And these people, they they love to celebrate the thrill of victory. And he's giving instruction on how we should do life. With that in mind, now let's look at verse 24 again. Don't you realize that in a race, everyone runs, but only one person gets the prize, so run to win. It wasn't just the Corinthian people that were into this kind of competition. I believe with all of my heart, the reason that Paul used this metaphor is because Paul loved this stuff as well. He loved the games. He was driven. He, he loved the, the thrill of victory and the agony of defeat. He just loved competition like so many of us do. So he breaks this down for us simply. And we need to start our year with this. As we're looking forward to lies ahead, listen, if you're going to run, what do we need to do? We need to run to win. And some of you are starting to feel it right now because I'm firing you up. I'm speaking your language Some of you are like me and you genuinely love to win. I think it's important before we go any further, I want to share this with you. Several years back, I spent some time coaching track and I had one athlete that was 13th in the nation in the 1500 meter dash as a sophomore in high school. The kid was a legit stud. But you see, this created a problem with the rest of the team. There wasn't anyone else on the team that was even going to give him a real race And it was easy for all of the rest of my athletes to get frustrated or to give up because they were looking at the race he was running. So I had to spend some extra time personalizing the goals of the rest of those that were on the team and making sure that we celebrated each of the other accomplishments that the other athletes achieved as well. And here's why that's so important. Remember where we started today. What is it that God has been speaking to you about? Your win this year is to change the change that God is calling you to. And in your heart, you know what you should be working on. So I want to challenge you with this thought. Listen, don't waste any time looking at someone else's race. Focus on your race. Because we've all had seasons where we've been living frustrated at the lack of change in our lives. And sometimes it's because our focus is on someone else's race instead of our own. Please hear me today. Sometimes it's that we haven't approached the race that we're running with the tenacity 
that we need to see real change happen. Now, some people might wrongly say, well, you know, listen, Doug, if you're a Christian, you shouldn't be driven. You shouldn't be competitive. You know, you should just be loving. We need to stop that. Listen, guys, it's easy for us to forget that as scriptures describe, we're in a very real spiritual battle. And your enemy and my enemy, he, he has a plan, a plan to steal, kill, and destroy. And when I read those things in scripture, it is evident that the stakes are very high to me. And we need to be reminded today that we, we serve the King of kings and the Lord of lords. We are called more than conquerors through him. And we have victory in Christ. So let me promise you, I love to win. And you have to see in this passage of scripture, Paul didn't just say, hey, listen, run to finish. He didn't say run to place. He said, run to win. That reminds me of what the great theologian, Ricky Bobby, you might remember him, Will Ferrell's character in Talladega Nights said, if you ain't first, you're last. And if that's not your style, listen, I want to go old school with you for a second. The Greek philosopher Epictetus, he said these things about the races and the games that we've been talking about. If you withdraw without sufficient reason, you'll be whipped. In other words, if you're going to compete, you better run to win. We need to be reminded as we head into this new year that God gave us his best and we have a responsibility to give him our best as well. So don't try and rationalize away the joy of honoring our God with our absolute best. Plum Creek, listen, let's let 2022 be a year where, where this year is defined by this passion that we have to run to win. I want to take you quickly to another important statement Paul made. This one's found in Colossians chapter 3, verse 17, and I want to quote it from the message translation. Let every detail in your lives, words, actions, whatever, be done in the name of the master Jesus, thanking God the Father every step of the way. He just said every detail in our lives. Man, I think it's important that he didn't say, hey guys, like sleep in late and strive to be mediocre. Just coast enough to get by or seize get degrees. Listen, waste as much of your life as possible looking at social media and just show up and get the participation trophy. Listen, in everything we do as Christ followers, we do it as unto the Lord. So don't ever rationalize away the thrill of bringing your very best for God. The Apostle Paul, he put it this way. If you're going to run, run to win. So here's what we need to be asking ourselves. Why aren't we winning? Why aren't we making progress? Why haven't we achieved the goals that we want to achieve? And why aren't we seeing the change that we want to see in our lives? And I'm going to do my best to answer these questions. And I believe, I believe this could be a game changer for the year that lies ahead. Why have we not been changing? The answer is this. You've been trying for too long. You've been trying. You've been trying for way too long. And that's why our main thought this weekend is stop trying and start training. You see, I'm fully convinced that in the most important areas in life, most of us have kind of adopted a theology of trying. So what is it that we end up doing? I I'm trying. I'm trying to serve God. I'm trying to be a good Christ follower. I'm trying to be involved at church to read my Bible. I'm trying to stop smoking. I'm trying to exercise and eat healthy. 
I'm trying to be nice to my children. I'm trying to be more loving or have a good marriage. Doug, I'm, I'm really trying, I'm trying. Or perhaps that you're trying not to. I'm trying not to worry so much. I'm trying not to eat unhealthy. I'm trying not to spend more than I make or look at the stuff that I shouldn't be looking at anymore or lose my temper. You see, when we think about it, I think oftentimes the answer is that we've been trying for too long. So please hear me today as we start this new year. We need to get fired up about this. We need to have a mental kind of change of focus that looks different. And Paul put it this way. Look at verse 25. All the athletes are disciplined in their training. They do it to win a prize that will fade away. But we do it. Look at this. What do we do? We get disciplined in our training for an eternal prize. We need to stop trying and start training. You see, trying never achieves the consistent results that we're looking for. But I contend today that training does. You see, ultimately, trying is an attempt to change with minimal commitment and lots of potential loopholes, often a half-hearted attempt. Again, try. We try to be nice. We try to work out. We try to read our Bible. You see, trying gives me plenty of room for failure. But training, on the other hand, is a wholehearted commitment to achieve a specific result. Let me read it one more time. Verse 25, all athletes are disciplined in their training and they do it to win a prize that will fade away, but we do it for an eternal prize. Listen, embedded in that one verse is the the idea of of living different, of thinking different, this mental focus that's gonna move us to a place of discipline where we take action, where we get consistent, where the, the idea and the motivation behind what we're doing is this eternal perspective, living for our eternal reward. And that's why, guys, as we head into this new year, our main thought is stop trying and start training. You see, when you understand the difference, it's important. When you're trying, you show up and have a little hope. But training is different. Training, it it includes a game plan. It involves strategy. It has some fight that comes from inside of you. Training involves commitment and intentionality and focus, vision, and purpose. Trying is different. You see, when you try and things get tough, you quit. If it gets hard, you give up. When you don't feel like it, you throw in the towel. But training, you see, training is different because it's not about your feelings. Rather, it's about this commitment that comes from deep inside of you. And so I wonder what it is that you're committing to this year. What is it, guys, that God has been speaking to you about? Maybe he's been speaking to you about this for some time. We need to, we need to just stop trying and start training. We've, we've all learned over the years that in the present moments, what I want now is rarely what I value most. We have these ideas of what we want to be and what we want to do and what we want to overcome. And so often there's things that are going to derail us. We need to be ready to not let that happen. And that's why we train instead of try. In, in verse 25, he talks about, the, he uses these words, that athletes are disciplined in their training. Another translation says it this way, they are strict in their training. And when you study these words and understand what Paul was trying to unpack for us, the original meaning of these words means to contend for victory, 
listen to this, to strain every nerve toward the goal. So what is your victory for this year? What does that look like? What is the life change that God is calling you to this year? You see, those Olympic games that Paul used as the metaphor, those athletes would go into a 10-month intense and very intentional training. They would, they would have strict diets and they wouldn't eat, uh, eat food that was unhealthy. They wouldn't drink wine or have alcohol. They would run and train every single day. There was just no junk. They would even uh, subject their bodies to extreme temperature changes, both cold and heat. And you look at our athletes today, you look at those that compete professionally and those that are in the Olympics, listen, it's all in. We can't even imagine an Olympic athlete showing up without training. There is no way that would happen. You can't compete at that level without training. It's not just about showing up to try. There's something different. Rather, it's showing up after you've subjected yourself to that kind of training. And listen, we, we have got to do better than, than just try really hard. And we also need to be reminded as we head into this year that growth is a process, not an event. When you're an athlete, a, a competitor, when you're fighting for something that matters, when you're establishing a God-given vision, focused on a God-given goal or dream or calling, you don't just try, rather you train. Trying apart from training in these areas is unthinkable. That's why together this year we need to stop trying and start training. Listen to what Paul said to Timothy, his, the one that he was mentoring, when he was preparing him to be the man that God had called him to be. In 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 7, Paul said it this way, Have nothing to do with godless myths and old wives' tales. Listen here now. Rather, train yourself to be godly. That's why we're using this as a springboard for this year to stop trying and start training. So what do I do? How do I train? What, what actually is training? Listen, as we head into this year, remember training is committing today to do what prepares me for tomorrow. Look at verse 26 and verse 27 from this passage of scripture that we have been looking at uh, together. So I run with purpose in every step, Paul said. I'm not just shadow boxing, but look at verse 27. I discipline my body like an athlete. I am training it to do what it should. Committing today to do what prepares me for tomorrow. What does that look like for us? Maybe God has been speaking to you about getting out of debt. So today you're going to set up a budget. Maybe as you look forward to this year, you, you want to lose some weight. Listen, you get a workout partner and you cut sugar and carbs out. If you want to have a fulfilling marriage, you're going to start with this plan. You're going to get some counseling and you're going to set up a consistent date night. Maybe your goal is to grow in your faith and to, to see your relationship with the Lord just thriving in a new way. This is the year for you to establish a soul care plan and to get an accountability partner. Because ultimately, you and I both know what's going to happen as this year continues. There will be days when you want to quit. And there will be days when giving up seems like the best option. And there's going to be moments where you're going to wonder if all of this is actually worth it. But this year, this year can be different. Remember, change is a process, not an event. And Paul knew it. And that's why he's coaching us up with this passage of Scripture. So we're going to stop trying and we're going to start training. 
So when I'm trying, you see, I'm haphazardly hoping to make the change. But when I'm training, you see, I understand that I'm getting a little bit better every single day. And this year can be different if we make that commitment to stop trying and start training. We make this commitment that's driven intrinsically by a deeper why, devoted commitment to a very specific plan. You see, we're not trying to have a better marriage. Rather, what I would have you say is this, listen, I'm an incredible spouse in training. I'm not trying to be a better parent. Listen, I'm a world-class parent in training. I'm not trying to beat that addiction. Rather, I'm a sober person in training. I'm not trying to prioritize my relationship with the Lord. Listen, I'm a legit man or woman of God in training. So let's stop trying. With God's help this year, let's follow Paul's challenge. And let's, let's pray that we can see some real life change taking place. And make a commitment together to start training. Because guys, I believe with all of my heart and I have been praying that 2022 can be the best year of our lives.